0: we're clear for takeoff welcome everybody to the kings of the heart podcast my name is Tyreek omari walton And I am a licensed marriage and family therapist Joined with another licensed marriage family therapist Dr. John Hart, my man, how you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing good, brother. It's always a blessing. It's always refreshing to be here with you, sharing space. Refreshing is a good word, man. Refreshing is a good word, man. You're like a breath of fresh air, brother. Oh, man. that's just how it always is when we (laughs) come together, brother. And and just always like we always commit to doing it for the people. Doing it for the people. Talking about quality relationships, healthy relationships, Mm -hmm. all that great stuff,
0: brother. And today we're going to be focusing on healthy conversations, learning to be compassionate, within your conversation the people probably think compassion and conversations how did, how do two of those mix but well, we're gonna break it down for you because i know right it's often forgotten how you need to be compassionate in the way that you're communicating with people whether you're the person expressing a thought or an emotion or the person receiving you have to use compassion but we'll get more into that and you know we always want to start off with kind of starting a foundation creating foundation for you and the way that we create a foundation here is giving you definitions so, Dr. John, just the term compassion by itself, how do you define compassion?
1: Uh, I, I see compassion when I've talked to folks about um, having compassion for for someone. My mind always goes back uh, in earlier days of our training, Brother Reek, around like that unconditional positive regard for someone mm. and in any situation. Right. Right. Um, because we live in a world where like so many things are going on and so many things are happening and we we make mistakes we we go through hard times yeah uh we mess up we err, um and that compassion i think is like the biggest thing as a human being I think philosophically, I think spiritually, that mm. like really, really connects us as people. I know we got feelings and we got like other ways that we interact that like speak to our humanity, but com- com- like having compassion, it's like, man, I, I like, I-, I see you, I feel you, I acknowledge you, I, I accept like you in this manner. Right. I know you're messing right. up, I know you're struggling, you've hurt me. Um. But but I, I still have that unconditional positive regard and how I see you mm-hmm. and and I'll and, and that is what will guide me. Then I take it to and that is the compassion that guides us to come out of some of those dark times in relationships yeah. Um. And, and in therapy. I mean, like that's why I <laughs> preach it all the time, brother. Yeah. I always say like almost Um. I had a client uh, real quick, got a client the other day, Tuesday, and. He said, "He just said, Doctor Hart. I always appreciate every week you see me and my wife, and you're always reminding us to keep having compassion for each other." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, you know." And so it, it it's it's a helpful part of uh uh who we are as humans. Yeah. And and I say that to say like it it can, it can be it can be the most useful tool during some really hard moments in our individual lives and our relationship. Our lives as well so that's how i've always kind of talked about um compassion brother what about you
0: i mean i think kind of hitting on what you're saying to me compassion is about kindness it's simply about kindness and how you show care for somebody without judging them you know that's what compassion is really about yeah you you want to show this person that you care for them that you're creating a safe space for them to be able to communicate to to emote whatever and knowing that you're not going to judge them and you're just going to sit there and and hold them and be kind and thoughtful about them. When I think about compassion, it's really about that sense of kindness. And we don't see a lot of that. In this world that we live in, we don't see a lot of kindness. We see a lot of a lot of greed, a lot of ego, you know, a lot of a lot of a whole lot of judgment. So much judgment. But showing Man, compassion bro. and being compassionate, being compassionate is letting go of that judgment, being accepting, being kind, and just being present for somebody. That's all. That's all you have to do. You know, and why do you think that's so hard for people? Why is it so hard? Why has it proven to be so hard for people to show compassion for loved ones or just others in general? I think one of the reasons is because when we get stuck in our own hurt
1: um, and, and, and other difficult emotions, In my opinion that that can block someone Mm -hmm. right because we internalize what someone did to us we we, and we sit in it and we stew in it and you know we have clients who will ruminate over and over like that that those kinds of aspects of processing can block someone from having compassion um i also think that um um people feel very entitled to um respond how they want to respond oh yeah so sometimes like that that breeds reactivity in my opinion Mm -hmm. i feel like it it, that increases the life. i gotta tell you the truth i just
0: gotta tell you the truth right right
1: right and 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 that's misguided energy where Mm -hmm. why not have compassion and understand at least slow things down to understand where this person was coming from when they said what they said where they did what they did that's doesn't we don't we're not excusing the behavior yeah but to your point about the like, so when you said judging or judgment, brother Rick, that was in alignment with when I was talking about like that unconditional part. When yeah. I talk about the unconditional positive regard, like that's yeah. what I mean. It's yeah. like, because if you don't want to be judged, like then don't do it to other people. And we all want to be loved, but we can't make things conditional. And so the way that we hold on to it is the compassion. Mm-hmm. Like that's the guy. That's right. the kindness. That's right. the uh uh um our our our. Our our instincts to really try to push hard to stay connected to the person yeah. and see them as a human being, that yeah. they can error and make mistakes. Yeah. You know, well, I think so I, that, that I think that comes to mind.
0: And I think the other part of that too is a lot of people don't know how to be connected to other people. I think a big part of it is, you know, again, when you're breaking down what compassion is, that sense of kindness, um, that high regard, that care, that lack of judgment and criticism. People often don't know how to demonstrate care. They think just being truthful, just being honest is enough. But no, there are other ways that you can communicate with somebody to show that you care about them while still being direct. You know, being a certain, we talked about being assertive, being direct, but still showing care that you're not trying to injure the other person and even telling them the truth or your truth or sharing your truth or your ideas. You know, it's really about being, being kind, being kind to that person, you know, you have to care, and oftentimes I think people genuinely don't know how to demonstrate care. I, I'm I'm so close to saying that it seems like a lot of people do, just don't care. They're so caught up in themselves and their own egos, and yeah, that's what I they, meant. Yeah, you know, they're
1: paying. They're so caught they're up. They're so themselves. entitled about like their own experience and feeling,
0: and, and right, no. right, and and so it's like they don't really. Do you really care about people? Right. You know, we have a lot of people out here who just use people. No, you, know, you yeah. are here as a convenience for me. And so, you know, I'm not—I don't really care deeply about you. We're not emotionally bonded anyway, so I'm not really here to be compassionate towards you. Serve your purpose, and beyond that, hey, we walk our own ways. You can't live like that. That's not the way that we're supposed to connect as human beings. And so, when we talk about being compassionate, we're talking about you have to know how to care. You have to show care. You have to—you have to care, point blank. Yeah. And then the other side of that too is the judgment and the criticisms. You know, we come from very judgmental, you know, I can I can I can get into religious aspects of it and why that's there. um, But we come from a very judgmental, very critical um, society. And so our first instinct is to always to look at something as we evaluate it. Instead of evaluating it for what it is, we want to judge it based on our own biases and our own thoughts. You know, we're not seeing things for what they are. So you tell somebody a story and the entire time they're listening they're thinking, okay, well, what did you do wrong here, or why did you yeah. do that? And yeah. so they're not they're not right. sitting there listening to really leading you. with that, leading with that, right, yep. right, right. It's like, yo, why did you do that? Well, that's not the point here. I'm just looking for a listening ear. But you, your instinct is to criticize and to break things down. That's not compassion. That's not that's kindness. That's a good point. You know, that's a good point. So, and so, do
1: you think? And so, so what do you think is behind that, brother Rick? Is it? Is it people, like, to your earlier point, they don't know how to do it? Or is it people don't want to do it? <laughs> like, you know.
0: It takes effort. It does take effort. Yeah, It takes effort. And it shouldn't take that much effort, but it does for some people. It takes a lot yeah. of effort to be kind. Because we are, again, we are, it seems like we're trained. We're, um, you know, taught how to just be very critical. And, and, and I think part of that is, you know, we're always being taught how to look out for things and, how to how to judge things so that we keep ourselves out of danger but we cross it over into every aspect of our lives including the way that we connect with people you know you want you want to be discerning you know we, we can't get away from that you want to be discerning you want to be able to look at people and say okay this might not be somebody that's you know i want to be around okay even though they're also deserving of compassion you don't have to be you don't have to engage with them but we're talking about people that you actually say that you love that you do care about so obviously you've already made the decision to be around them so in your discernment you know that should have been stage one now you're here with the person you've already been discerning what are you still criticizing for i think people just don't know how to shut that off yeah i think that's a good point point. and i also think that i
1: also to your earlier point i'm not i'm not saying that this is like a stated fact but i but i'm also wondering that like for couples who've been together for a long time i, I mean again i'm not giving any empirical data but i've seen at times i wonder if there's a correlation where like the compassion starts to like dwindle and fade because it's it's because people have the the, either the expectation or the or the sentiment that like well i'm not going to be in their mind i'm not going to be compassionate they should know better we've been together for 20 years yeah i told them this before and it you know and so like when you lost patience i was kind Uh of like yeah yeah and like and like the patience and They fail to realize that some of the important linchpins to sustaining a very healthy relationship is to keep maintaining some level of compassion for your partner. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we we, they stress they stress it for people to have it with
0: their kids. Right.
1: So why not our partners? Yeah. You know,
0: well, I mean, I think a lot of people will believe that it's almost like respect. I'll show you respect if you show me respect. Well, if I don't believe you're being compassionate towards me, then why am I going to be compassionate towards you? I think a lot of people take that, again, that very selfish attitude into their long-term relationships. We've been through so many things together. There's been so much hurt. We have so much history of hurting and disappointing each other that at the point we are right now, I'm expecting hurt from you. Mm. And so I'm not going to be in a place to share, you know, compassion with you, knowing that more than likely whatever you're going to say or whatever you're going to do is going to impact me negatively. So I'm already closed off. To the idea of um, of showing you care. You know, because I know you're not about to show me care. I know in the aggressive way that you communicate with me, that you're not taking into consideration how it's landing with me. So why am I going to show you compassion in those periods of time? You know? But then, but I think the thing. So,
1: go so, ahead. No, no, so. So I wonder is there like a reciprocity issue with compassion?
0: Oh, all the right? time. Is but it, but it, that's America. Yo, we we're this is a capitalist society. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. Everything is, is motivated know. by, you know, what you're getting from somebody else. And so yeah, it's all about reciprocity for some people. You know, if you're not leading with compassion, if you're leading from a more capitalist mindset of okay, I'ma give you what I get, which a lot of people say, I'm gonna match your energy with my energy. I mean, I'm matching my energy sure. with your energy. You know, if that's yeah. your mindset, then compassion's already out the window. You have to let go of that that revenge mindset. That what am I getting out of this mindset? And move more towards how can I show that I care? How am I connecting with you? How are we enhancing our 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 bond through our communication? And a lot of people yeah. really really get far away from that. And I think you know yeah. there's there's one piece that we're we're kind of glancing over. You mentioned understanding too. That's the empathy compassion and empathy go hand in hand, they're not the same thing. Being empathetic is really understanding someone from someone's thoughts and feelings from their perspective. You know, being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and see it from their perspective and understand what's going on, even if you don't agree with it. Well, that goes hand in hand with compassion. As you're becoming more accepting and, and caring and kind towards that person, well, one of the things that helps you do that is the way that you are able to understand them and accept what they're saying and how they're feeling, again, even if you don't feel the I same way. I so compassion and empathy that. have to go hand in hand.
1: I agree. I you agree. Know? And and I think and I think everything that you said is exactly like what um you know a uh, a really smart clinician would would emphasize that when you talk about compassion there's empathy. There's mm-hmm. understanding. Um has to be. I, I right I think the other thing too though, um is as weird as it sounds I I think for me like compassion also means like you got to give space you got to give space and around like hey people are going to mess up they're yeah. really going yeah. to forget what you told them last week or they're they're going to you know do x y and z and again i just want to be clear it's not about not holding people accountable right it's not but about making excuses I really, for them Yeah, but I don't know about you, Brother Rick, but like some of the things I've really had to push back on clients is that like, again, going back to what I said is people be so hurt and so in their feelings about like what happened and they're trying to punish their partner, they're ridiculing, they're judging. Mm -hmm. And then I have to literally slow down and I'm like, well, I remember a couple of weeks ago when you showed up in here and and you were struggling and I had asked your partner to be compassionate with you and you appreciated that. So why are we being stuck right now? When you benefited and enjoyed having some compassion, having the mm-hmm. space to mess up and say, I'm sorry, I didn't do it on purpose or yeah. blah, blah, blah. But you want to be so, like, you know, vindictive around your feelings and right. around what happened. Right. It's and, not cool. And that's, you know? why, that's why
0: you see couples get into conversations around what's fair, what's not fair, how right. the other person's being hypocritical. You know, right. here you are criticizing me for the same thing that you do all the time. You know, aren't I deserving of compassion, the same kind of compassion that you're looking for? Just like you said, you know, that plays a big role in it, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it. and and so when I say, like, give space, it's it's there's nothing wrong with holding your partner accountable, setting boundaries, mm-hmm. um, having, you know, uh, living your lifestyles based off of values. But if and when those things don't go according to plan, i uh, brother Reek's notion of expectations mm-hmm. give space we're, we're dealing with a human being right look, right. I, look I, i'm sorry to say and i'm really not trying to be ridiculous here but it, it, we're stressing this because also in my mind we, we also are living though we're living in a capitalistic society where everything is reciprocal but we also live in a society now where like animals are getting far more compassion than like humans. oh yeah and so even yeah. in the scope of like relationships a uh, 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 an, an animal a pet can like tear up your your home, your your stuff. Yeah, and then you'll be upset. But like the dog will look at you, and and then and then you'll melt, and you have compassion for the dog. Oh, it's a dog, and I get
0: it. And they don't know any, you better. know, blah
1: blah blah. Right. They don't know any better. But then, like, what about what about your partner? What about your spouse? What about yeah. like you, know you, know, you, know, you know? you should know better. That's the whole point. You should know better. You see how the, you see how the narrative <laughs> right. changed? But, yeah. but the but what we're talking about the compassion shouldn't though. Right. So I'm not saying go be mean to animals. I'm trying to stress a point here. That if you do believe in being a compassionate person, or 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 understanding the value of what compassion can bring mm-hmm. to someone's like livelihood and in the context of a relationship, then show it all around.
0: Yeah, yeah. Compassion can you be know? a state of being. You being a compassionate person can be a state of being. You can live as a compassionate person, and that's for nature, that's for animals, that's for other 100%. human beings. You know that that exists. That's a great point. Yeah. You know. So the point of this conversation is to move into how compassion can be shown through communication and the way that we converse with one another. You know, when you think about, and we both, one of the reasons why we want to have this topic is because we've been going through this a lot with our, our own um, clients. When you think about the lack of compassion, how ca- compassion isn't being shown in the way that people communicate, give me some of the details that 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 make that an observable um um connection or, or lack of connection know, what's going on that you're actually observing people not showing compassion in the way that they communicate
1: um well i mean a couple of examples is like again like i uh, because i've been stressing it and it's probably because like i've been dealing with it all week with couples is a partner would make a mistake and that mistake would impact the other partner mm-hmm. and and of course feelings are going to like arise and my whole thing is from just a, a basic standpoint people make mistakes right so knowing that people make mistakes you make mistakes let's talk openly and in a very effective and healthy way about how that mistake impacted you yeah it doesn't mean that like we're gonna do we're gonna avoid the impact but to then just lash out while acknowledging that this was a mistake. Mm-hmm. To me, I find that to be very problematic. Oh, so yeah. that's a very specific example I wanna I wanna name. I've seen it a lot over the last week and it's very troubling. <laughs> and that is when your partner make, makes a mistake, and after you've acknowledged that it, it's a mistake, you use that as an opportunity to now just judge them, criticize them, tear them to pieces, that's Dog unacceptable. Down.
0: Right, right. And that's one of the reasons why it makes it really knowing hard for you're your not perfect. <laughs> But at the same time, recognize that's one of the reasons why it's hard for your partner to open up to you. Correct. You know, you compassion is a foundation of creating a safe space for your partner. Correct. You know, without compassion, who wants to talk to you? They're going to be threatened right. by whatever you're going to offer back. They're not going to feel safe in sharing things with you, not at least um, their, their deeper feelings, because yeah. they're they're intimidated by your approach to them. And that's what we're really talking Correct. about. You know, when you think about as a person who is the listener, being an empathetic, active listener, your job is just be there and provide whatever support your partner is needing in the moment. Whether they want feedback, whether they just want you to listen, your job is to sit there and and take it in and not judge. Just be open and available to whatever they have to say. Of course, you can have your own opinions, your own thoughts, your own feelings about things. And the time that they're expressing things to you, that's not the time to share that. Right now, it's just, hey... I want this to be a safe space for you to feel like you can express anything to me. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to take things personally. I'm not going to get defensive. This is your moment to just let go. And so that's being compassionate. You I was are... talking
1: about that same thing the other day. It's funny you bring that out. I, I, that's a good point. I mm-hmm. was bringing that same thing. Up and,
0: and what's up. in what, in what way what were you bringing up about? Well,
1: just, just about like uh, having that space and, and allowing your partner to either communicate their needs or at least um, be in the moment with them is like mm-hmm. a sign of compassion. Right. Like, I care for you. I'm trying to understand what's going on, um, whether it's about me, whether it's about life or whatever. And it, it's, to me, it's about like understanding. That's what I was trying to stress to the, uh, to the couple. I was saying that like when we hold space for compassion, when we lead with compassion with our partners, with whatever they're going through, it, it it makes it more comfortable, yeah. like to just share physical space. Yeah. Then the physical space becomes easier. Yep. Is what I was like trying to stress. Yeah. Um, and when you said that, it made me think. Like, yeah, just two days ago.
0: Yeah. I said that. And and when that's missing, when that sense of compassion, when you're not making that space for your mate, what's the result? What what ends up happening?
1: Ah, uh, you know, people people start withdrawing. You know, um, quickly. People also um, will not fully express themselves right so mm-hmm. they may say something but they may not they only only give like 10 percent. they yeah. may not give the full 90 right right they're
0: gonna shut down uh, i mean, they're they're gonna shut down, right?
1: And yeah right like shutting down mm-hmm. um things become very stagnant mm-hmm. in the relationship because once those things happen you and i know other aspects of the relationship start to become very stagnant it's yeah. not
0: safe and and and, and, you, and you're not because you're not communicating fully you're also cool. not finding resolution to different issues that you're having true And so now you're stacking issue after issue after issue and you have no resolution. How does that build up inside of you? So now when your mate, because your mate is feeling cut off because you keep cutting them off or um, you keep interrupting them and you keep judging them and they don't feel like they can express themselves fully. Eventually, it's all going to come out one time and they're going to blow up and you're going to look at them like they're crazy. Where where does this come from? I understand why you're blowing up. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) the famous where is this coming from? Right. Right.
0: Well, it's coming from me not being able to communicate to you in a way that's healthy for me because you're always cutting me off. You're always interrupting me. I feel judged and criticized by you. I don't feel safe. And so the only way I feel like I can communicate these feelings to you in a way that you're going to understand them and feel them yourself is to blow up. But there's no need for that. If you're leading with compassion, then the person knows they can come to you, have a full conversation, be transparent, be honest and hopefully find some kind of resolution to whatever it is that's troubling them. But when you, when you, I, I it's just, it's amazing how often people will stop people from completing their thoughts because of how it's making them feel. You're feeling uncomfortable. Good point. You know, and point. you can't take it. So you yeah, don't make room for point. compassion anymore. You want to stop whatever they're saying. Maybe your mind, you think you think you already know what they're going to say or what they're trying to say. And you're no longer trying to understand them. You're no longer keeping that space open and safe for them because you want to get your thoughts out. Your thoughts are more important. You hold your thoughts and your opinions and your feelings with more value than the other person. And that gets in the way of having that safe space. Mm -hmm. That's why you have to lead with the compassion. We can't say that enough. You have to lead with compassion. Just keeping a a level of, of kindness Within the way that you're listening to the person, you're keeping that open space for that person. You have to do that. You know,
1: that's a good point. No, I think I think that's a I think that's a really really good point, mm-hmm. and and we, and we see that quite quite often, right? Yeah. Like in 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 therapy, and so um, that compassion piece, man, like we're saying, is like such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I just feel that like it's just one of those. As I said earlier, this is one of those like linchpins that can really, you know, help. And it doesn't have to, it can't solve, but it gets, right. just, it, it helps so much. Yeah. Is what I tell yeah. my clients. It helps a lot when you guys are dealing with a difficult situation mm-hmm. and there's compassion present on yeah. both ends. Yeah. Right. On yeah. both ends.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. But you know what? One thing that I recognize that really gets in the way of people being compassionate is, again, family of origin issues. Mm. You know, I can I can think of a couple that I've been seeing and they have a really hard time being compassionate towards one another. They can show each other empathy. They can understand what the other person's coming from. You hear that in the conversation, but the, the compassion is lacking. And we have, you know, you dive deeper into it, like what's going on with you? Well, you find out that they come from backgrounds where they weren't shown compassion themselves. And so they're used to being criticized, being told that you have to do this and that. And there is... No sense of, okay, well, how are you doing? You know, how is this impacting you? How are you feeling? And so when they're in conflict with their mate or when they're just having, trying to have a conversation with their mate, they're so stuck on dealing with their own sense of insecurity and their own pain that they can't open up for you because they, because again, whatever you're saying is going to impact them in a way where they don't feel resilient enough to be able to handle it. Is feeding into yeah. that insecurity. Um, even if you are, as a person expressing your thoughts and your feelings, going to criticize your mate in any way, then of course your mate, if they if they come from a background where they've always been criticized, and um, you know their their defense mechanism is to just stop and get defensive, then yeah. more than likely that compassion is is totally out the window. And so, as a person listening. You have to set aside all those, all that baggage, all that baggage. You have to recognize, again, that, you know, when we do communication exercises, this is about them. This isn't about you. You may feel mm-hmm. blamed, but this really isn't about you. This is just them expressing themselves. You don't have to agree with it, yeah. you know? So why are you taking it so personal? It's not, a, it's not know, really man, about man. you. And I think I that's one of the main things that gets in the way because you think it's really about you. It's always been made about you. Your parents have blamed you for everything or told you you've done this, or you haven't satisfied them. You haven't, you've disappointed them. And so you're always ready for that. And even when you're listening, you're listening for those cues that are going to trigger you. So you can yeah. shut down and get defensive. Yep. You have to let that go. You have to recognize that's what's happening in a moment. That's why you can't hear your mate. Let that go and allow room again for just understanding.
1: Yeah. And that's what I meant by the space. Yeah, Like what yeah. you were saying, that's what I mean by like, you have to have space Right. Like have space for yourself as you're processing what your partner is saying. Right. You. Definitely. Right. right. But don't allow that to be 100 of, percent of of what's going on with the allotted space during a hard, difficult, sensitive conversation. And and I think honestly, man, I think like that is what's happening majority of the time Yeah, is people this the the emotional cognitive spaces that we hold for any kind of conversation we have with our partner all of it is just being allotted to us mm-hmm. and 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 so that's why people are just showing up in these conversations just either in my opinion like so intense or just off topic yeah. just reactive yeah. and it's just like did you not hear what your partner because all that space that that was provided to handle this conversation you you made it about yourself that's why you're like not everything is about you yeah like sometimes um um, you had said something I agree. Um, sometimes it's important in the context of a relationship to just like when your partner is talking about something, even if it's about you or the relationship, they may it, it's it's not even like a it's not even like a critique per se or or dig. It's just they may just be like trying to express themselves. And we and again here we go with compassion. Some part of compassion for me is also understanding. And I and I and I show this with my clients in session as well mm-hmm. and try to model it. And that is sometimes like not everyone has the best words or syntax or best yes, abilities to express yes, themselves in yes, the moment. Yes. So just create space and saying, okay, I I I think I I think I can understand what you're saying. Let me try to right. reflect back. And and, and, and it's so helpful that actually allows a person to be like oh they didn't judge me didn't jump down my throat my my you know and that's what we're saying about spaces right brother don't you have clients who are probably not the best at articulating oh my honestly gosh. what's going Yo, on
0: as you're saying that my mind just bounced around like bing bong bing to all these <laughs> different people because that's always a major issue that i see as a person receiving whatever the message is they often get so caught and they'll tell you in session they get so caught up in how it's being delivered that yeah. they don't even hear the message. And so <laughs> yeah. they're being triggered by the method of communication. And we're going to get to that part too. We have to talk about that part, yeah. but they're being so triggered by the method of communication that they cut everything off. Whatever compassion may have existed, the moment that their mate opens up their mouth and says something in a way that is uncomfortable, that just, you know, rouses them up. They no longer had the capacity in that moment for compassion or understanding or empathy. You know, they're, they're, they're honing in on that one thing. Their mate might have said 15 different things, which, by the way, is too much. But they may have said 15 different things, and they're focusing on that first thing that you said and missed the following 14. I agree. You know, and so the compassion is cut short because you're so tuned in to one detail and you're not taking in the full picture. I think if you're able to pull yourself back, pull yourself out of the situation, again, your mate may not be the best communicator. They may not be able to articulate things in a way that's always going to be comfortable for you. Not saying they're doing it intentionally. Correct. Then you recognize it not being intentional. That's, right. <laughs> that's the compassion,
1: right? Exactly. That's the compassion. Exactly. Right there. They're not doing it on purpose. They're just, uh, right. just give some grace. You know, Chills. The other word. Just give <laughs> some that's grace. Like, right. Grace. Yes. Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I have to tone down the partner who's listening because, oh, making all just
0: facial expressions. Just stop,
1: please. Yo, chill. <laughs> because you do. Right. It's like it's it's because, again, and and, and this is what we mean by like having compassion at even so the fact that it's a difficult, sensitive conversation in and of itself trips yeah. people up yeah. with communicating. Yeah. OK. Right. Not everybody will be as articulate and and, 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 and nice and fluid in their language. Right. 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 But then when we add the histrionics, the theatrics, <laughs> the, the you know what I mean, like when we, it, it, it's just it's making it worse. So when we say like be compassionate, it's like you you heard some of the other things that we name like have some grace, yeah. just sit and just hold space, right. and and like Brother Rick said, just try to take in as much content. If you're confused. Wait for the person to stop talking and then ask for clarification. But don't be like, oh, they, like none of that stuff is is, is, is is not good. It's not helpful. Right? It's really
0: not, it's not good. Helpful. It blocks understanding. Yeah. Going back yeah. to our earlier, it will block understanding. And again, it's about recognizing your partner's intent. You know they're right. not communicating, even if they're not the best communicator, you know they're not trying to harm you. They're not trying to hurt you intentionally. And so once you get defensive because of what, the way that they're presenting it to you, you've already shut off the idea that, you know, they're just trying to get a point across and they don't have, you know, they just don't have the skills at that time to communicate effectively. You know, they're still getting the point across, but you're no longer receiving it because you're so stuck on the presentation of it. Some people are very passionate speakers,
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: but you'll hear clients say, well, they're always yelling at me. No, they're not yelling. <laughs> it's not necessarily yelling. They may speak in an elevated tone, but it's really a passion in which they're expressing themselves. But, again, because you're used to people yelling at you at home from your family of origin, you think anything that's above this tone right here is yelling. Yeah. It's not yep. yelling. It's just passion. So don't yep. get caught up in that. You can still create space. Pull yourself back. Look at the big picture and stop getting so caught up in just what's being brought to you, right? Yeah. But yep. before, we, before we wrap all this up, we got to talk about being a compassionate speaker. That's the part that people don't even take into consideration oftentimes you often may focus on, okay, as a listener, as I'm receiving, I need to be compassionate towards a person expressing themselves. But what about as a person expressing yourself? Don't you also have to be compassionate about the person you're expressing things to? I agree. Yeah. Like definitely. Mm -hmm.
1: And I mean, a couple of things that come to mind is like when you are speaking and ways of speaking with compassion, and my mind is, uh, as cliche as it sounds, I think it's important to speak for yourself. Mm. You don't fully understand what the other person is going through or what they meant. Or, so you don't make assumptions. Right. You speak for yourself. You use their I statements. I, you know, I, I feel sad that, you know, da da da, da. Um, you You also... When you talk from a content perspective, you need to give space so that the other person can fill in the gaps. You do not fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. That's not a compassionate way to right, talk.
0: Right. You know, then tell, that's you tell, them where, you tell them what they they already think what they
1: know. That's not right. it. Yeah. yeah, that's not it. That will spark defensiveness. Yeah, that's where exactly. communication will break. They don't down. speak for so me. Do not speak for people. Allow mm. their a compassionate person will just speak for themselves. Yeah. Um there's nothing wrong with like asking questions or 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 even leaving intentionally leaving gaps. Like I'm not really sure what was going on for you. I'd I'd love to hear, like, what was going through your mind. See, that's a very compassionate thing to say. I don't know. So let me lean on you, my partner, to help fill me in so I can have a better sense. Uh, Stay away from blame language. Stay away from, uh, I mean, if you're in a relationship for the most part, yeah, criticism. Stay away from, like, your partner's, like, uh, uh, family of origin, like you were saying, right? So Uh the tone, if you're with someone who, you know, came from a very, like, yelling really watch your tone. Yeah. It doesn't mean change who you are, but just watch your tone. Right. Um, also stay right. I think compassion also to me allows is a person who will allow there to be a balance of both like uh, reason and emotion, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it needs to be uh, all emotion, right? I, you know, but it can't be all, I have some, I have some folks who are just like strictly like matter of fact when they talk, yeah. and they think that's being compassionate because they're like, "Well, I'm leaving the emotion out of it. And I'm just telling them what they need to hear." <laughs> not really, um, but that that's not what we're talking about. Right. You're probably referring to something else. But to be compassionate is you need to when you speak to your partner, especially about anything revolving around the relationship and themselves, allow yourself to just connect with them. I think that's the biggest part when you are a speaker. Try to connect with the person who you are speaking no to. No doubt. Yeah. That has to be the primary stance. Yeah. So, I mean, what about you, Brother Rick?
0: When I look at compassion as the expresser, there are two main things that you want to focus on. We've already had conversations around being an assertive speaker, and that is about being compassionate in the way that you're communicating with your mate. Keeping in mind that you want to be direct, that you want to get your point across, but at the same time, you don't have to be intentionally injurious, injurious to your partner. So it's showing care. Is showing care, showing compassion for the person who is receiving the message. So when you're communicating with them, tell them what you're, what you're feeling. Tell them what you're thinking, what you, how you're experiencing things. But at the same time, you don't want to, like Dr. John was saying, if you know there are certain triggers, why are you going to trigger them with the conversation? If you know there's certain words that you can use that set them off so they're no longer making room for you to be, feel safe to talk about it, then why do that? If you know there's a certain tone, that can trigger them. Why do it now? Again, people need to work on Correct. their own triggers, but why are Correct. you intentionally, you know, why, let me, I'm going to say intentionally, this is just you being you. Why are you doing it? You know? So being compassionate towards them, recognizing how they receive things and working hard to make sure that you are again, getting your point across, but not doing it in a way that's going to necessarily injure your mate. So that's one side. Yeah. We've, we talked that we talked about that before. We have a whole podcast on that one. The second part, the one that is hilarious to me because people don't really see this part at all. We have, I have clients, know people who are deep into monologues where they will talk for hours oh about things. Their mate will come home from work. They'll both come home from work and it's an eight hour work day, but you want to spend four hours talking about your workday. You're not recognizing the capacity that your mate has for listening to you. And so here you are joining on and on about everything that's on your mind and you're not being in tune with how your mate's receiving it. You take that and extrapolate that out a few years. Now you're wondering why your mate doesn't want to talk, doesn't, is always avoiding you because the moment you say you want to talk, the moment you open your mouth, they're being triggered thinking that whatever you're about to say is going to be long, it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to be tired. It's not going to be a pleasant experience. You have to recognize that too in your conversation. People don't Mm. think about that. I just have yeah. this on my mind. I just want to talk about it. You have people who do the um, uh, 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 what's stream of, of consciousness speaking, right? You, you know these people, right? We see yeah, it all the time. Yeah. And they're just going, going, going. And you see their partner's eyes just glaze over. And it's like, oh, here we are again. Well, be in tune with your mate. If you see their eyes glazing over, it's not because they're disinterested. It's because they know it's about to happen, that you're about to talk for the next two hours, and they're not going to get a word in, and they're going to be exhausted by it. So that's the other side of compassion, recognizing, Mm -hmm. hey, you might be over. And this isn't, I know people are sitting there thinking, well, you're just talking about women. No, I see this with my male clients as well as with female clients. It's not just about your gender. It's about the way that you focus only on your own thoughts and your own feelings. And you're just expressing way too much at one time. Not saying you don't want to feel satisfied by the conversation. You want to be able to communicate whatever the thing is. But do you need to add every single detail? Does this conversation really need yeah. to take an hour? Because will your mate have the capacity to sit there and listen for an hour? Probably not. And the more you do it, the more they're going to be turned off by it. The more you do it, the more they're going to shut down or cry and create some kind of distance. You have to keep all that in mind. That's being a communi- being a compassionate communicator, being in tune with the person that you're listening to, I mean, that's that's listening to you, recognizing how the things you're saying are going to be, received as well as how much you're saying because people can't take all that we're therapists you know part of our nature you know we're good listeners this is just who we are plus we know we get training (laughs) we we train in this we we practice this all the time everyone's not like that you know who you married you know that you know what the capacity is so you're not being very compassionate towards them when you are talking for three hours straight and not giving them the room to either take a break or have a dialogue. You know, you're, you're, you're into the monologues. I get it. <laughs> yeah. It's not a conversation then. that's not a conversation. No. <laughs> a not. dialogue is a conversation, an exchange of ideas and thoughts. You're not doing that. So cut out the monologues. Monologues are not, be, are not compassionate ways of communicating. You're Same with your no. kids. <laughs> your kids are listening like, yo, are they ever going to shut up? Yeah. You lost them already. The more that's compassion true. you show, the more compassion you show for somebody as you're expressing yourself – the more capacity they will have to receive it but no okay. you're so focused on just getting everything out that you're not t- you're not even in tune with them keep an eye on them and recognize yo okay i recognize i might be a little long winded here so you know that might be enough but for you, for some people it's never enough you need to check yourself and recognize yo this may overwhelm them so let me show some compassion and show that i care about them by not Overwhelming them with all this conversation. That's it. Yeah, you know, it's
1: either that or just call a hotline, and that's what (laughs) hotlines be about. Sometimes, like I've worked at hotlines like over the years, and you have people who who just monologue, like they're not like all the time in crisis. They just want to tell you about their long day, and then they're like, "Ah, this was great," and then they get off. So. You know, call a a hotline. There's many of them. They all have different tools. It's not always about crisis, but you can call. If you need someone to listen to you monologue for 10 hours, call a hotline. Dude, I got
0: clients who say, look it, save that for your friends. All right. Don't even bring that. They get to the point. They're so tired of the, the, the stream of consciousness speaking. And just going on and on that they're like, look it, I don't have the capacity for it. Forget it. I'm not even going to pretend anymore. I am I don't even want to be put in that situation. Yeah. So, go, so go talk mm. to your friends, whatever's going on at work, whatever's happening in your life outside of us, go talk to them. I, I can't even take it anymore. When you get to that point, you you can't look at them and blame them for that. You brought them there. <laughs> no. Your yeah. lack of compassion in your conversation brought them there.
1: Man, jokers so, won't, won't see it that way all the
0: time. No, nah, no, but that's yeah. what's happening. You know, I, I I can't take it. So be more compassionate in the way that you're communicating towards somebody as well as when you're receiving something from somebody. That's all we're saying. So that's, that's what I point. got, Dr. John. That's what I got. So, Dr. Yeah. John, it's time for Noble Truths. Noble give truth. give the people some Noble Truths for this week.
1: Uh, a couple of them is, uh like we said, Try your best to, when you're entering conversations with your partner, to be compassionate, um, to be empathetic, um, and to also just hold space for them. So mm-hmm. that way, it is a dialogue, and that you're not taking up all the oxygen around your feelings and your thoughts. Right. Um, that's like one. Uh, the other, the other noble truth that I would say um, that that's really that really resonated with what we talked about that folks just need to hear again and that is um, and not everything is just going to be about you and you can't internalize everything that you're hearing uh-huh. as a dig as an attack as criticism right. as a judgment um, because right I mean you're a human being your partner's a human being right. y- you have to leave space for who they are naturally because it will seep in yeah. so yeah. Just, just be mindful about that yeah. I think like those are the two that you know i want to just kind of stress out as as noble truths brother True. what about
0: you my noble truth for this week number one lead with kindness this is what it's all about being kind so as a person communicating um your thoughts and your feelings and and your opinions and your observations even your criticisms be kind towards the person who's listening they have a limited capacity recognize that and so you want to be kind in your thoughts um, be compassionate towards you know how they may be receiving it and then on the other side as a person who is listening, making sure that you're also leading with kindness, that you are creating that safe space for the person to feel comfortable enough to communicate with you, you want them to we talk about how um, you know, the the key to good emotional intimacy and bonding is the way that we communicate, is that talking, being vulnerable, being validated you have to make yep. that space, but the key to creating that space is compassion and empathy. Yep. But compassion more than anything else. You have to be kind. You have to be caring, and that that judgmental side, that criticism that you, that you're so apt to do, leave it out. Even if it's in your mind, kick it out. That does not have to be come out of your mouth when you're making room for somebody else to communicate how they're feeling. That's what I got for you. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's man. Solid, brother. Yeah, that's man. Solid. So here we are the end of the show Dr. John please give the people what they need they need to know where you are what you got going on tell them all about it uh, man you can always find myself and brother
1: Rick at kingsoftheheart.com uh, come check out the website uh, continue to follow us on all major uh, streaming platforms check out the podcast show some love um, we got an amazing year ahead of us also um, find my clinical work at uh www.rccmaryland.com um, and always um you know thinking about the macro level things going on for us as the people yeah. always doing great work at the vera institute of justice so Very check out work, what vera's man. doing man great work brother Rick, where can we find you and all the great stuff you're doing bro? well
0: like dr john said you know you can find me right here at kings of the heart.com kings of the heart podcast you can also find me at tarikomariwalton.com and insight mft.com that's all about the private practice hey, you know, we are here for you. We're ready to communicate. You can give us a call. I don't remember the number right right up here right now. We'll give that to you next time. Um, So you can always leave a message there or you can just email us if you have questions or thoughts. Go to the website kingsintheheart.com. We are here to serve the people. All right, Dr. John, good seeing you my man. Brother Rick, same here brother as always. As always man, have a great week and to the people out there, you guys have a good week too. Peace. Peace. (laughs) you <laughs>